Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. I'm Anna, and along with my indie partner, Rosie, we run Independent Oxford, which is a community that supports and champions indie businesses in Oxfordshire. In this series, I'll be guiding you through some of Oxfordshire's best indie journeys, and I hope you'll join me for the ride. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Independent Oxford podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sophie from Yellow Submarine, who have cafes in both Whitney and Oxford. Hello, Sophie. How are you? Hi, great. Thanks. It's great to be here. (laughs) Good. Thanks for joining us. So for people who haven't heard about Yellow Submarine, you're a charity and you run cafes. But yeah, give us the lowdown. Yeah, so um, Yellow Submarine Charity um, was started 12 years ago to provide holidays for people with learning disabilities. Um, And in 2013, opened a cafe in Oxford um, with the main goal of providing some kind of meaningful activity for people to do, to get out of the house, to combat isolation. Um, And from there, it's grown. (laughs) And then we now run uh, a training programme across our now two cafes. Um, And we support up to about 20 trainees at any time. Um, And we train them for about 18 months. And we then help them move into uh, employment, some move on to independent living. And we're basically a stepping stone for them from uh, their education through to entering adult life. And it's, it's all people with learning disabilities, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So learning disabilities and autism. So yeah. we cover quite a broad range of, of different um, needs. But um, yeah, to, to kind of train in our cafes, that's the kind of basic criteria. <laughs> okay, great. And so how on earth did it go from uh, holidays to two very thriving cafes in, well, one in the city centre, which is fantastic, and the other one in a very thriving market town as well. Yeah, I think a mixture of being very ambitious um, and a bit naive. (laughs) I like it. Naivety (laughs) is good sometimes. I think perhaps that helped. Um, Yeah, but I think honestly, back in 2013 especially, the provision for people with learning disabilities wasn't great. Um, And there were things like day centres and kind of caring uh, facilities available but we we kind of saw a gap that these people could be doing a lot more and they deserve the opportunity to to learn more and to do more um and and they have the potential to work you know they can do far more than sit in a day center all day um so we were we've always been really ambitious for them um and we've always wanted to provide a really good cafe so that customers come to us because they love the cafe and the fact that we're a charity and the fact that we're training is kind of oh you do that as well so we want them to experience working in somewhere that's busy somewhere that's really you know got high standards because that's what they deserve yeah yeah so people with learning disabilities learning difficulties I can't even get my words out (laughs) learning difficulties and autism work in the cafe just like you'd expect anyone else to be working there yeah absolutely they are the heart and soul of what we do so they serve you on the till they get involved in the kitchen they're out in the clearing the tables chatting to the customers and yeah they are very much members of staff within the cafe they're just supported by this team of incredible staff um, that do their jobs um, and you know keep things running but guide them and train them and, and do all of that at the same time that is amazing. So how long have you been there now? Because you, you run both the cafes, don't you? Yeah, so um, I joined two months after Yellow Submarine Oxford Cafe opened. Oh, wow. So it had just 
just opened, was still kind of finding its feet. And I joined because I was new to Oxford. I'd moved from up north um, and wanted a job that I've worked in cafes before, just wanted to get to know people really. Um, and I joined Yellow Submarine to make coffee, <laughs> which yep. at the time I thought I was really great at. And my boss at the time was like, we're going to retrain. Um, but yeah, I joined it as a cafe, but completely got hooked on what we do there. And um, yeah, I then moved on. When we opened our Whitney Cafe, I ran that. Um, and then now I've kind of, yeah, learned all the ropes and I now look after all the training and all the kind of enterprise side of things. That must be wonderful to come from. So you had no background at all in charities or anything. It was purely a coffee background. And now you're you are where you are being yeah. in charge of training programs and working with all these staff. Yeah, it was a bit of a shift. But um, yeah, my, my background was very much front of house catering but um yeah it was something that I realized who knew how much you know I, w I would love it um and I think working with people with learning disabilities is something I never realized would bring so much to me yeah. um and how much I would learn from them and, and it's quite addictive you know seeing their progress and seeing them learn and grow and you know when they come to leave us at the end of 18 months it's a little bit like children leaving home like yeah. it's really hard to let go because they've become so you know independent and can do so much and there's a huge amount of pride um, it's a very rewarding job do you ever bump into people that you know you've worked with in the early days and you see them now and it's lovely to see them yeah we do so um loads of our guys have gone on to paid employment which is amazing it's what you, know. you want yeah yeah that's our goal you know for lots of them that is our goal and so you know I go to the supermarket in Whitney and I bump into one of our young ladies who trained and she's working in the cafe there or, or even throughout lockdown when the cafe was closed they moved her into a different area of the store because you know she's such a hard worker um or we go and get a mcdonald's after swimming and with my son and you know there's one of our old trainees in there working and some of them really keep in touch a lot and we'll pop into the cafe still and they just come as as customers which yeah. is always so nice to see um and some kind of have moved on to all sorts of different things so yeah okay that's really lovely to hear so so um what would you say is kind of influenced you and inspired you on your journey in Yellow Submarine? So I think it's kind of twofold. The inspiration behind how we train and what we do is very much led by our trainees, our members, because we, we're quite responsive to what they need. And it's evolved to a point where we hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully meet the needs of all of them in different ways. Um, but I think in terms of the cafes and our kind of business side of things, we, we take inspiration from the people around us that are doing it really well. So like Barefoot Bakery, we keep an eye on them and what they're doing. And we're, we're totally inspired you know we reach for the stars we want to be matching those kinds of local businesses that are producing things at such a high standard um so yeah I suppose our inspiration in both ways comes slightly differently yeah because you did actually quite a few things during lockdown you did kind of people could buy boxes of is it biscuits or cakes is yes. That right? yes um so you have adapted well even though for, you know for quite a lot of the last year you I guess you've been shocked like like many others yeah it did feel a bit like you know the rug was pulled out from underneath us the cafes had to close um we couldn't have our trainees in you know lots of them are kind of medically vulnerable so they were all shielding or most yeah. of them um and we were in a bit of a situation like what are we going to do um and so life changed 
Changing Bakes was the, the name. And it had kind of started before lockdown because we'd seen a need for something that wasn't customer facing. So some of our trainees, particularly um, on the autistic spectrum, um, really struggle with communication and unknowns of what customers might bring. And, and whilst we, we think it's good for them to try that out and stretch them and see what they can manage, we were finding that some of them would really thrive away from that environment. Um, so we'd started to do kind of baking lessons on a, on a Sunday when we were closed um, and had seen real progress in some of them. And that had started to go really well, but then obviously lockdown happened, everything shut, that came to a halt. So when we were thinking about how we can reopen, um, We'd been starting to do lessons and kind of training sessions online. So our poor teachers <laughs> had to come to grips with Zoom very yeah. quickly. <laughs> um, but we thought, you know, we could we could be generating some income by by continuing life-changing bakes and making stuff. And we can post it to people, you know, just because our front door's closed doesn't mean we have to be closed. So, yeah, we basically um, created a website. <laughs> I think, as I think lots of businesses suddenly had to learn yeah. how to do. Uh, thank God for Google. <laughs> yes, YouTube videos. Yeah. YouTube tutorials, yeah. Um, yeah, so we made a new website to sell what we could make through basically and it really took off and um yeah we've now employed a baker um so she's now supply we basically all our cakes are made now in-house uh, we're not buying anything in anymore and the online sales have slowed down I think now people can meet and you know Mother's Day Valentine's Day were huge for our online sales because you just couldn't see the people that you might have wanted to um whereas we've seen it you know much quieter now that people can meet but yeah it's still it's still available so you can yeah. still uh, send but people can the come into the cafe now exactly so. and, and you know who wouldn't prefer to come in and be served by one of our trainees and have them tell you what the cakes are than yes. you know look on a website for it and see the cakes in front of you as well yeah yes. always tempting <laughs> always very tempting oh that's really lovely so are there any other challenges or, or things that or are actually positive changes that kind of were thrown up out of lockdown yeah, I think we all really um, had a chance to kind of take stock and look at how we train, what do we do, what's our focus, um, and really review things, I think, as lots of businesses had to do. Um, you know, and I think we've we've all learned that we can adapt. I think we'd perhaps become um, in a situation where we did things because that's how we did them. And everyone was always so busy that why would you change it? It's working, we'll keep going. Um, and I think now we're very much, we're way more reflective and we look at how we're doing things or why we're doing things and how can we improve them? So I think that's definitely a positive change that came out of lockdown for the whole charity, not just for the cafes. We've kind of learned loads of new ways of, of doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of my questions actually for the cafes why um i understand city center that makes sense for you guys yeah. um uh, why whitney of curiosity so basically we go where our families where our members are yeah so we want to provide a service for them wherever they might be so um at the time so 2015 oxford was busy and and there was you know, we only have capacity for so many bodies at one time. Um, and lots of our families were traveling from the Whitney or West Oxford area. Okay. So let's open a cafe there. <laughs> um, so we did, basically. Uh, our next step is um, to plan to open a centre in Abingdon. So it's probably not going to be a cafe, but it will be a kind of community hub. It will have a training space. So, And that will probably be where our life-changing bakes can really evolve into its own 
uh, a training program. Yes, well, so, with less of the kind of customer-facing element as yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, for exactly. those who just don't prefer it, that's fine. And because many of our families are coming now from the South, either to Oxford or to Whitney, so we'll go to them. <laughs> oh, nice. That's great. Um, what is one of your favourite things about running a business in Oxfordshire? I guess both the city centre and, and, and further on the outskirts. Yeah, I think for us, um, you know, we feel such a huge support from our customers. Um, and I think, you know, lockdown really proved that. We've got people that would normally come in to the cafe for their lunch and they, they, you know, see a post online and go, yeah, we'll support you and we'll buy that. And so we have a huge amount in both Oxford and Whitney of regular customers that we see minimum once a week. Um, so we feel really supported by them. Um, and small things, you know, like at Christmas time, we always say to our trainees, like, what's your wish list? And we put up a little display in each cafe and say, like, our trainees would love this for Christmas. And it might be like, oh, left-handed scissors, because some of us are struggling to use right-handed scissors. And like small gifts. Yeah. Um, and our customers are just incredible. They will buy stuff. They'll make donations. Some of them have kind of made a donation to everyone. I mean, on behalf of people they would have normally bought gifts for, they'll donate to Yellow Sub and say, oh, well, for Christmas this year, we did this for Yellow Submarine because it's helped these guys. And I think because they're served by them, there's that real interaction and they can see their progress. Um, so, yeah, we, we feel incredibly be lucky to be here because we're not only surrounded by um, other amazing local businesses um, but I think it keeps you it makes you up your game you know when other people are doing stuff at a certain standard well you've got to keep up Um, you know we can't we can't rely on people kind of coming out of sympathy we need to match the coffee you know the cake we need to be as good as everyone around us and I think standards have always been quite high in Oxford but now in Whitney you know like the food scene in Whitney is really you know, improving. Yeah, we've, we've got, got the edgy tree. We've got edgy yeah. tree, you know, like the Hollybush in Whitney, their food yeah. on social media is like, wow, you know, Whitney's kind of the place to be, it seems. So we've got to, we've got to try and match that and we've got to make sure we keep up. Um, Definitely. Well, it seems as well, like um, well, community is a huge thing for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Both from your customer perspective, but also from the people who you work with, your team, the whole team. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, being part of that is key to to everyone. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and we have such a committed staff team. Like I think the 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 team as a whole that work across both the cafes, you know, have all worked there for quite a long time, and I really think that helps. It's a really tight knit team. You know, people know how things work, and um, yeah, we would definitely become part of the communities that we're in um, for sure. What would you say one of the best things is about running an independent? business obviously you're saying about upping your game and making sure you're matching everything else that's out there but is there something that yeah that makes a real difference being being an independent yeah I think it's tricky like I've never experienced working for a big company or you know corporate jobs or anything like that so I can't there's not much for me to go on because it's all I've known but I just think the freedom to be creative and the freedom to change direction as and when you want to you know obviously being a woman in a charity we have a board of trustees we have to answer to but um you know they're totally on board if we can say actually we think we're going to start baking lessons and these are our 10 reasons it's just that amazing feeling to be able to do what you think we need to do and be responsive to what needs to change rather than these are the company standards this is what we've got to do um yeah so that freedom I suppose yeah, you've got a lot of flexibility yeah yeah well yeah. I guess you've got less being a charity I guess than, yeah. a, than another one but it's nice to have those I always find I used to work for the old fire station in um 
on George Street mm -hmm. and we had a board but it was always lovely because you'd have a meeting with the board and the board would all represent kind of different elements so one of them would be a dancer and one of them would have a finance background and actually it was really lovely to have that people that group of people who would be able to kind of give you a bit more advice actually. yeah definitely you know our board of trustees similarly is made up of people with all different backgrounds as education and yeah like you say finance and all these different aspects and you know when they quiz you on decisions it's actually really helpful and if you were if I you know was to be running a cafe by myself I wouldn't have that so um yeah definitely pros and cons of being owned by a charity but I would say more pros <laughs> definitely so um what are your guys kind of uh, plans for, for the future are we are we talking like what well, so you said Abingdon yeah that's our kind of next big step so um to move to Abingdon so our, the building we're about to take over is um, being used as a vaccine center at the minute so okay which is our plans quite are put vital. on hold yeah. but we don't mind because yeah obviously as soon as as soon as we can we'll get in there but yeah our plan is to really just grow on what we already have um and to make you know our training explore more areas and to reach more people um, and to continue to improve what we do I think we can never sit back and say well we're great we'll continue as we are like to just keep improving all the time um, and adapting as we need to yeah so how many people do you generally have at the same time um, kind of trainees? Yes, it does vary. So because of COVID, we didn't have our usual intake over the last year. So we're at our lowest number at the moment. Uh, but actually just this morning, we've kind of met to discuss how we, we generally take trainees in September and March. Um, and based on kind of how many bodies we can fit within each space at any time, um, we can take about up to 18 um, across okay. a year. Great. And you still do any remnants of the holiday activities that yeah. it was yet? Okay, oh, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Yellow Submarine has um, never stopped doing that. So I, that's not kind of my area, but the guys that rent, they say so they do residential holidays, they do um, youth clubs all for term time. There's um, activities, social activities for adults with learning disabilities as well. And then in the school holidays, they are absolute heroes and they take all the kids out on amazing day trips, you know throughout covid they just was like oh we'll rent hill end it's outdoors it's safe and ran activities there so yeah the cafes and the kind of training side of yellow submarine is very much half of yellow submarine yes oh, i love hill end <laughs> <laughs> i went there at the weekend actually okay yeah. it's a wonderful place to go for yeah for any any yeah. kids actually and adults as well it's all yeah. outside like you said just like full-on nature it's yeah good. It is good. Um, so is there anything there that you're excited to do now that kind of things are lifting with lockdown? Yeah, I think we really just can't wait to be, it sounds like everyone's saying it, but back to normal, you know, to not have the restrictions on how many tables we can have in the Whitney Cafe or, you know, not be restricted on what we can only have one training at a time because that's what's considered safe. So I think the, the main thing myself and, you know, the team feel excited for is to be able to just lift those restrictions and be able to return to being busy and it being a noisy environment and having queues of people at the door and, um, yeah, just getting back to kind of how it was in terms of people and, and, and atmosphere, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. There's something really lovely about that sound of just people in, in a cafe or a pub or a restaurant, whatever it is, just yeah. that sound of like chatter. You can't really pick out what they're saying, but just that sound of people enjoying themselves. Yeah. And struggling to hear people because it's busy and noisy, not because yes. they're wearing a face mask, you're wearing a face mask, there's a screen between you. <laughs> um, yeah. So to just be able to be busy again, I think 
would just be wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Definitely. Do you guys then, so you guys obviously make all your cakes in-house, so it's not like I can say, oh, you know, you've got any suppliers, etc. <laughs> but um, are there any kind of independents across Oxfordshire that uh, Yellow Submarine are particular fans of, and also you personally? Yeah, I think we, um, we look, there are, you know, not just businesses, but other social enterprises in Oxford, you know, New Ground Coffee, yeah. we think what they do is amazing, Tap Social, you know, we're all using a kind of similar, uh, format of how we do things to achieve you know such different things but um yeah I guess we we love other people that are doing something similar um yeah yeah definitely new and coffee and uh, tap yeah, yeah. and the guys at um, waste to taste they were <gasps> yes. champions over lockdown you know like wow who could who could even consider trying to match that it's, it was incredible so yeah definitely yeah. they did an incredible job actually didn't they with their free yeah, heroic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it was a mammoth task, and they're still doing it. I can't even believe yeah, they're still doing it. So they are incredible. Women. Yeah, that is yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> of them. Cool. I guess. I guess the final thing to ask then is, um, where can people kind of find out more about Yellow Submarine, what you do, and how they can drink some coffee and eat some delicious cake? Yeah. So come and visit us. So we've got a cafe on Park End Street in Oxford. Um, people either know it because of the train station or they know it because of the nightclubs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Spent some evenings in those rather, yeah, yeah. interesting nightclubs over um, the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're our neighbours. So we, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're, come and visit us in Oxford or in Whitney. So we're inside the leisure centre in Whitney. Um, and people sometimes think you have to use the leisure centre to be able to come to the cafe. Absolutely not. You know, come and see us. We've got loads of signs outside telling you how to find us. Um, and then our website that was created in lockdown, which has grown to have no, loads of information about our training and things like that. So, um, yeah, yellowsubmarineshop.org. Um, and we're on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And it's at Charity. Amazing. Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sophie. It's been great. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Independent Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. You can find out more about our community at independentoxford.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe to help more people hear our indie stories. Bye for now.